This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Welcome to it on a Friday. I'm Austin. He's Strick. Thanks for dialing us in here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com, or whether you're watching the stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, presented to you by Sarder Heyman Jewelers, as is our text line, 402-464-5685. The digits for you to chime in on the show. Any point in time, drop us a line. Let us know you're listening. Say hi. Give us your thoughts on anything we're talking about. Busy day here on the show. Got a Big Ten shoot-around to lead things off before a fun conversation with a former Husker basketball player Tom Wald in this hour. Hour two, we'll take a look at the Husker weekend. And uh, Matt Castle, former NFL quarterback, put out his 2023 NFL quarterback rankings. What do we like? What do we not like? We'll go back and forth on that. Some more NFL quarterback headlines. But before we get too far into that. We do have to thank Charles and the crew at Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul here in Lincoln, 27th and Pine Lake. I know it's cold outside. If your soul needs warming up, go to Mary Ellen's. It'll warm you right Seriously. Up. Seriously. Just like that. Um, nothing else needed to be said on that because, yes, Mary Ellen's is the place to be. Tremendous food, warm, hot, and the ribs uh, fall right off the bone. Mm. Succulent. Mm. Go get it. It's cold here, but Strick, I, I do have a game cast of spring training baseball in Arizona. I know it's California dreaming, but I'm Arizona dreaming right now. It's too cold. <laughs> I'm glad spring training is here for some baseball. Well, that's not what we're talking about today. Uh, we're going to jump off by talking just some Big Ten headlines. The first one that you and I came to was a video posted yesterday from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was one that um, it, it's heartwarming to see. But I, I think I want to go a little bit deeper on that. I, I don't I don't want to just look at the, you know, because I think in media now, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that happens and it's it just seems to always try to focus or sway or shift towards the negativity. And so here on the block, we want to do something and bring light to situations that are beautiful at times, you know, things that may most likely you're not going to see or you're not going to hear about. Um, usually in some instances, when you hear about officers, it's always trying to go towards the negative, right? Mm -hmm. But there's so many great things that they do too. And so um, whether it be in other communities, whether it be in other places, in other cities or wherever it is, you know, it, it's it, it's for some reason it seems like the negative wins or always gets watched or everybody's clicking on something negative. But this was a good story. And, and you know, I guess what ends up happening was uh, obviously there's ice storms and ice storms in, in a lot of places can do a lot of things. It can take down power lines, trees, uh, you know, um, you know, vegetation, uh, a lot of slippage, a lot of wrecks. All of those things can happen. And in this instance out in uh in Michigan, uh, there was a, a police officer that finds himself coming up on, um, on in the middle of a street, a large tree that kind of just fell right in the middle of the street. And somebody in the, in the dark of night could just pull up on it quickly and can cause serious damage. And, uh, you know, body camera starts to ensue. 
Um, it's on a, a, a van stops. A man gets out, comes over, offers help, and begins in the midst of the cold, in the rain, in the in the sleet, and started helping to uh, you know just kind of move that out the way. And in the middle of it, uh, you find out that it is Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh that's actually doing that. And they have a nice little interaction. Uh, they both give thanks to one another in, in, in the time that they spent. But my bigger question, Austin, as I let you elaborate a little bit more, is does something like this help? This wasn't something he sought after. He didn't, like, go into a hospital or something. Like, you know, sometimes people with PR, you do those types of things, and that's okay. That's good. This is just a natural occurrence situation that can just show to the heart of a person and who he is. Does that help when young men or when this goes viral or when parents or when people in this recruiting spectrum begin to see that this is the this is who your your coach is and this is who you're sending your son to? Does that help in those instances potentially? <laughs> I don't think it can hurt in any way um, because, like you said, it's not like this was scripted. It's not yeah. like Jim Harbaugh knew this was here. And I think, you know, like you talked about with focusing on the negative, I feel like a lot of the attention around Jim Harbaugh is, oh, he's dramatic. Oh, uh, you know, he, he's in it for himself. Mm. And I think this is an instance where Jim Harbaugh didn't know if there was, you know, anything going on uh, in terms of filming. The video gets out there. So this is, I think, a peek into – Jim Harbaugh, the guy, seems like a solid dude, seems pretty well grounded. And I don't know if it, you know, attracts players to him. Maybe it does because you can see a guy that'll, you know, I don't say go out of his way because clearly he was on his way home to help, but he he could have turned around like the police officer said, oh, turn around, uh, I'll take care of it. But he didn't turn around. He parked the van, he gets out. And it's one thing if it was, you know, 65 with a nice breeze and it was just a few branches only helped clean it up. No, it's, you can see on the, the video. It's still snowing or sleeting or raining, whatever's yeah. going on up there. And it's cold now. It's cold. It's cold here. It's, it's four degrees here. Mm-hmm. Imagine what it is in Michigan right now. Probably miserable. Yeah. So as a player, if I see that, I think it just adds another element to the guy who I'm sure when you get to meet him, isn't just the, the headlines that we always talk about. It isn't just Captain Khaki. is isn't just, you know, being loud. It seems like a good guy. So I'm sure for the players, it's, you know, for those that are interested in Michigan, it's another, you know, piece of information that says, oh, yeah, I really can trust this guy. He was genuine. He was talking to me. For those that weren't interested in Michigan, I don't know if it moves the needle, but maybe it does for, oh, maybe he's, you know, not the guy that I see on TV all the time. But for me, I think that would go over best with parents mm-hmm. because if this guy's going to just, you know, stop his car in that situation, if I'm a parent, I feel like I trust that coach that much more after seeing that absolutely i would have to agree with you kudos shout out it's big 10 flavor baby i you know i support big 10 all the way across the board um doing wonderful things we know that the big 10 community is a phenomenal community so uh we just wanted to just make acknowledgement of that and just kind of just talk about it a little bit mm-hmm. sutter Heyman text line 402-464-5685 402 402- Four six four five six eight five. We would love to hear your thoughts on it as well. Is it something that, if you were a parent, your young your young son or daughter, and a coach kind of just in a roundabout, just happen happenstance type of way begins to just show a part of him himself and who he is? Is that somebody you would want 
to 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 send your son or daughter to. I venture to say that's one of the things that drew me to Tom Osborne. Happy birthday belated to Tom Osborne as well. Um, just just the the realness, the authenticness of him, and I think that's why a lot of people, when he sat down in front of their their parents, I mean, they's like, you know, you're going to him. And there's a story of that with Mickey Joseph as to why he ended up coming there. His mom said, "You are going there. He's going to turn you into a man," and that's something that's beautiful. And so it's just good to hear. <clears throat> something happened big also. We're going to stay in the Big Ten, Austin. Something happened big in the Big Ten just last night. Big comeback. Big comeback. Uh, would have been uh, at home for Illinois, hosting number 21, Northwestern. Illinois, uh, coming into the game, was two games back of Northwestern yeah. in the Big Ten standings. Strick, they were down 18 points at halftime. Boo Booey yeah. was going absolutely off. 16 in the final 11 minutes. 16 in the final mm-hmm. 11 minutes. So yes, mm-hmm. I mean, it was hovering around that part of the round of 20 for a good portion of the game, right? They, they made up two points in nine minutes, essentially from their halftime deficit. They find a way to come back and win by four 66 to 62. That's a complete missed opportunity Boy. for Northwestern with a win strict. They would have been one game. Yes. Behind Purdue. Yes. For the lead in the conference. One game. Yes. They're up 18 at half. They're up 16 with 11 to go. In season championship, potentially, mm-hmm. with games still left. And but it's Terrence not easy Shannon games for them. There you go, Terrence Shannon. Go ahead. That's what it comes down to. Terrence Shannon was that dude. Matched, you know, essentially what Boo Booey did in the first half, but yeah. Terrence Shannon did it in the second half. You look across the board. Northwestern didn't shoot as well from the field as Illinois, 35% to 44% for Illinois, but Northwestern shot better from three. They turned it over less. It did get out-rebounded by nine, but as I look at that box score, outside of Terrence Shannon, that looks like a Northwestern box score. And he had 11 steals to six. Mm -hmm. And I I don't think they turned those into the opportunities that they... Excuse me. The opportunities that they would have liked because, you know, you turn somebody over, not not just 11 turnovers, 11 steals. <laughs> and normally those are those are those put away type situations and shooting 39 or 35 percent. And, you know, Illinois shot terribly from three. Seven to 24 <clears throat> is all. I just it, it's one of those things when you look up at the end of the day, how and how is like you said, Terrence Sharon Jr. Mm-hmm. Shannon Jr. Um, he goes seven for eight from the field, knock down all four of his three attempts. That kind of run in the second half gets you back in it. And then what, what happens with a team that's on the road um, is when you get shocked like that, that's kind of like a shock therapy. You get shocked, you get tight. Them jumpers mm-hmm. don't be flowing the same and the offense don't flow the same because you're looking up and you're saying, how did I lose all of this? It would be no different than, like, say, for example, just imagine how, like, a Mike Tyson or someone that even a person that won the lottery, mm-hmm. that you have hundreds of millions of dollars, and then within a short amount of time, you look up and you're like, oh, snap. Your accountant is telling you that's how tight you get, Right. And just imagine that in the game. When you have it locked up, you're you're going to find yourself in the running for a potential in-season championship, mm-hmm. and you drop the ball. So then what you try to do, you start trying to get it back. All and at once. All at once, mm-hmm. and then the bad shots happen. It compounds, and then all of a sudden you find yourself ended up losing at the end of the day. 
by multiple possessions. Not just, you know, a one possession game, but you lose by multiple possessions, a game that you led by 18 points at yeah. halftime. Both teams, Strick, made the same number of field goals, 22. Northwestern made two more threes than Illinois did, but Northwestern also took 13 more shots yeah. than Illinois did. Yeah. You took 13 more shots. You make two of those, you win the game. Facts. But 13 extra shots, you don't make an extra one. And I still think Purdue had the leg up in the conference race. But if you're one back with, what, two games, two games to ago? play? Mm-hmm. Strick. Anything can happen, Strick. Bro. Purdue, if Purdue sees that and they tighten up, you're right there. Anything can happen. And, I, and I'm just going to go look at it. And, and we can just – I know we got to go to break, but just a quick look at what that would look like for them, right? Um, we've got it right here, men's basketball. I just happened to pull them up. And their last two is a tough Wisconsin on the road and that Illinois team mm. who just upset you. So you beat them. Illinois, obviously, that's going to be tough in West Lafayette at, at you know at Mackey, but Wisconsin, they're they're fighting, they're fighting for you know to be the last four in as opposed to the last four out. Mm-hmm. So they're going to give probably Purdue everything they want. That puts you that much closer. And a big win against Indiana before you get to Wisconsin for yeah. Purdue. On the flip side, Northwestern finishes. Oh, dang, that's right. They yeah. still got Indiana, too. Indiana, Wisconsin, Illinois. Brutal. Shoot. Brutal come down the stretch. And Northwestern doesn't have it a whole lot easier. At Maryland, where they've mm-hmm. been really good, Penn State can shoot with anybody. And then on the road at Rutgers. We know yeah. that's tough. So that's a, a missed opportunity for Northwestern, to say the least. Look at the jumble. Mm-hmm. The jumble now gets even worse. That's the craziness of what we've been seeing. But, man, I wish we could talk about it all day. But we've got to, unfortunately, take a break. We'll have time in hour two. We can make some time in hour two to take, keep taking a look at that. But we've got a special treat for you. Tom Wald, former Husker teammate of Eric Strickland, joins the conversation. We'll talk with Tom uh, as we continue here on The Block.